Hey Derek. Right. Man, it's episode I think forty one of the Beyond the Curve the MX podcast and the week has arrived. It is time for the East Coast side of the Supercross series to kick off, which means our man Rylan Munson is going to show his wares this week. He is. And he better better go out there and do his job. Hey, he's going to go do his job. So we actually have Rylan on with us today, and Derek and I are going to run through, with Rylan, run through a two, talk about actually a fun night of racing. It was dry, and I think that's the most important thing. It was dry. Yeah, finally a good dry race. Yeah. But um, let's talk about Detroit. Let's get talk that about ready Detroit. to go, and yeah. then Rylan can do what he needs to do. And Yeah. He's a busy guy. Well, Rylan, Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, you guys, for having me. This is cool. I know last time I called in, but I like this FaceTime a little better. I can see you guys a little better. How you feeling? Good. Yeah? Ready to go. Oh, yeah. Please tell me you packed warm clothes because I looked at the forecast, and boy, it's going to be cold outside. I haven't packed yet, <laughs> but when I pack, I'll pack warm clothes. Ooh, man. 20, yeah. 26 for a low, 38 for a high. Oh. I thought it was supposed to be sunny, so... That's a plus. At least it's not going to be all gloomy and snowy like last year. Yeah, that's true. That's it's not going to help you in the stadium any if it's sunny. I mean, they got their true. little skylights, but I don't think your your sun's coming through. <laughs> true. <laughs> so Michelle told me, she's like, hey, I, I know we're parking across the street, and as soon as they open the gates, I'm going inside, and I will see you when you tell me it's time to go home. How's jo- <laughs> How does Josie handle her part of it? Yeah, well, thankfully the pits are inside, um, and from the pits you just walk into the stadium. You don't ever have to go outside, so Josie doesn't mind it. It's just the unloading and the loading, but she just hangs out. Actually, last year she was a champ, and she helped me in the freezing cold. It was horrible last year, but it'll be a little better this year. Well, you, you got a you got a small crew that'll help you uh, do all that this year. So, oh yeah, we're gonna be get awesome. it knocked out, but. Uh, as far as prep goes, you've been looking at the first four rounds and you uh, kind of seen what the competition looks like. And I don't know how many guys are kind of in your boat that are going to jump in now uh, as we go to Detroit. But what are you thinking? Well, it was really hard to tell for those for, or for those two mutters. Um, I feel like really it was mainly the first or the two Anaheims that were the main ones to watch for any, you know, to get anything really. Um I don't know. There's really, I really don't have many thoughts yet, except for that 450 class is stacked. That's it. I mean, you're seeing guys that could be top 10 sometimes be in the LCQ. Uh, you know, if you don't get a good start, it's rough. Um, it's definitely going to be difficult, but um, shoot. I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. It's what, what we do. So. so Derek, I got a question for you. I was looking yeah. at the track map. Have you ever seen a track with zero 90-degree corners on it? No, not that I can think of, really. It's the, all like 180s. This track is all – now, there's now, a couple of big off arcing the, Off the start, there's a 90-degree well, turn. Well, that start, but they're only hitting that one time. But it's – But they come back around it. But it's a huge, like, horseshoe. I mean, I guess you could give it a 180, but yeah. it's technically like 290s. A massive 180. Yeah. Because there's yeah. going to be guys that arc it, and there's going to be guys that will probably cut it and try to – block off the corner and make it a 90, but it's a big arcing, but it's six, four left-handers and two right-handers, basically. Yeah, Detroit's always a like a compact track style. I know a couple of years they've went up into the stadium and 
um, like up into the bleachers and stuff. That I always like it when they do that. Um, the last time we were there, that's what they did. Uh, they had a big, big 180 that went up and back down. Um, I enjoy when they do that or go out of the stadiums like Sam Boyd. But um, yeah, this this year looks uh, pretty tight and technical. Um, it's definitely going to be for you guys. It's going to be a a slower pace, I I think. And then the, they got a whole whoop section, an entire section that's nothing but whoops. Yeah, so. but only but only one set of whoops. So that's one set of whoops uh, is a big plus. So how are you feeling about that? Good, honestly. Um, I feel a lot better in the whoops than I did on my 250. Um, and it was like I was telling you yesterday, like, I'm not scared. So it's like, go out there and just hit them. Um, I don't think they're going to be anything major. Um, the whoops in Detroit last year were, they made them and they, everyone was crashing. So then they mellowed them out a little bit. And I, I was listening to something and I do think they're doing way better this year with trying to keep things more safe. Um, yeah. because the more people they get hurt, the worse it is for viewing and the sport and just everything in general. So, um, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I've been riding big whoops. I've been riding, you know, peaky rutted rough tracks. So I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm ready to go. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be good. I think the, the floor plan of that stadium is kind of small. So, I mean, I know it's a typical football field, but it just seems a little bit smaller than some other stadiums. Yeah, so that, that really track good. seems a lot smaller. Um, yeah. That's what I was getting at. Like, Detroit's always tight and technical. It's just yeah. – um, it's a much more compact stadium where, like, a lot of the other ones you have very large end zone area yeah. or – you know, I'm not a football person by any means, but they have you have like larger end Are you zone kidding areas. Me? You're not a football person? No. Oh, I never knew that. So like they they usually have a lot more floor space where Detroit's pretty confined. Yeah. Um even the whole stadium itself is confined. Like it's the the have you you've never been there? I'm going as a tourist yeah. this time. So, you know, Trey Trey will be there with Ryland this weekend. Um by my wife's choice. But um the it's real real steep inside the stadium i mean it it's really tight but we're we're a little late this week because rylan and i did some testing yesterday and uh worked on some starts and um and i slept on monday yeah yeah trey was a little busy with the <laughs> 24 hours yeah, rolex 24 hours a day ton up i was on a pit crew for vassar sullivan factory lexus which by the way it was hilarious someone was throwing out their interview at a2 and they were like yeah i want to thank vassar toyota and i was like oh wait i just work for them huh. so it's kind of weird but uh no yeah so we are we are a little late but we're gonna try to get this knocked out while we're on the road That's and, all, uh, all for good reason i mean we got yeah. there's a lot going on this weekend um rylan's gonna make his 450 debut here in detroit so it's yeah. it's gonna be fun but other than that um like we talked yesterday it's all all tunnel vision from here on out and um other than that is there anything else that's making you a little weary or you're ready to rock yeah no i'm i'm really not weary at all i mean it's it's kind of a uh cut and dry thing you know you either i'll go and i'll do my best and i'll either get in the show or i won't it's like i've overthought it before and there's really no overthinking it um yeah i mean i'm fully confident in everything that i've done up to this point so we'll just see see where we're at um it's funny, everything that I've done until now, I mean, there's no more to gain, but in the next few days, it can all kind of go away, you know, with the driving, you gotta, gotta make sure the rest is still there, the food's still there, everything's still there over the, the travels and stuff, so 
kind of just focus on literally that and then um, get there, get rested up and just be ready to go. Um, I'm hoping they add a track walk for Friday. So I don't have to be at the stadium at like six thirty for it on Saturday. <laughs> I, uh, I would appreciate that. Yeah, that would be, <laughs> that'd be nice, but no, it's honestly just keeping things as relaxed as possible. You know, just, um, once, once I get off the phone with you guys, I mean, typical privateer life, just go load up the van and just relax, you know, sit on the couch, just literally relax and be ready to go for the race. So keep all my energy and be ready. Yeah. This year, uh, we got a, an early a day race this year at um, Detroit, so what three p.m. Uh, gate drop time on the big on the big NBC. Yeah, so um, it's going to be a good one for the viewers uh, during the day. We're racing during the day, but uh, obviously we'll be checking in. Um, so what what do you got for sponsors? Um, you want to shout out your sponsors? Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously, you guys. I'm really happy with everything we've got going. Um, Shoot, you, you brought me up some eggs yesterday, part of the sponsor. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but that gotta, was awesome. Got to keep you energized. Shoot, I was so hungry on the way home from the track yesterday, I almost started eating them raw. I figured. <laughs> um, no, nah, I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, just you guys, uh, months and excavating, which is my dad and my brother back home. Shoot, I definitely wouldn't even be headed to this race if it weren't for them, um, and even in this position. But, uh, yeah them and power band racing he's got the suspension good um obviously i met him through you guys so thanks for that <clears throat> um distinguished radiant back home greater grounds back home in colorado um i cryo the feed just everyone that really helps me out because honestly if it weren't for all of them i wouldn't be where i'm at i cryo i know everyone says that but shoot they if it weren't for them i wouldn't even be where i'm at with my knee um I had that ACL surgery shoot year and a half ago now. So they helped me recover from that. I probably wouldn't even race Supercross last year to even be able to race the 450 class this year. So grateful for everyone and just ready to go represent them and go racing. Yeah, sounds like a plan. So quickly, um, there's a lot of questions on this. Explain how you're able to ride 450 this year. Uh, so it all came down to Salt Lake last year. Um, I had to make a, a night show in the 250 class Correct. first. Yeah, that's so a that's a big I, a big discrepancy with everybody. Is um, they're like, well, can't you just go in and race 450? It's, no, you got to race 250. You got to make a night show before you can go to 450. But I just want you to explain that, just so everybody understands. Obviously, we understand, but so everybody else understands how it actually works. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, of course, you see, um, like, Prado came over and went straight 450, but he's also an MXGP champion, um, so that, I believe, in the rule book, it states if you have your MXGP license, that's um, another way, or um, it, it even says at the bottom of the rule that special circumstances they can allow. Yeah. You know, just like really anything, it's kind of their call. But for just someone like myself and the majority of people, you you go through the 250 class, you got to get into the night show at least once, and then you can move 450. So I was really wanting to get the night show last year by Nashville so that I could go to Denver and do the 450 class, but um, I wasn't able to make that happen, so we had to do it in Salt Lake. Okay. That's awesome. I do, I do have a question for you, too. There's been a lot of banter this week uh with regards to 
some privateer stuff and what a privateer is and what a privateer is. And that's not really the question, but it led me to think about you and you are the essence of the true privateer, the van life guy. And what does you're going to get in your van tomorrow and you're going to drive to Detroit. Do you stop on the way? Do you drive straight through? Do What does it look like for a guy that's going straight out of his van to these races? Travel-wise, eating-wise, resting-wise? Um, it's honestly just, you know, what it looks like is doing the best to keep it simple and a very packed van. <laughs> uh I'm, I'm a lot different than most. I'll have my um, bicycle set up in my van so that no matter if it's snowing, raining on the road, I'll be able to ride it um, to get get the blood flowing in the middle of the drive. But uh, And that's that's no secret. I mean, I've posted about it before. I definitely will spin on the road, but then, yeah, I'll make, make everything food-wise be ready to go so I don't have to stop for that. And then we'll, we'll stop on the drive. Um, it's like 15 hours from Florida, so um, get, get some rest tomorrow night and finish up Friday morning. So we'll have plenty of time to get there. We don't need to be there until, you know, Friday midday anyways, but yeah, it just takes a little bit of, um, planning ahead, thinking ahead, especially with just making sure you have everything, you know, have everything you'll need, but, uh, it's, it's not bad. It's, uh, it's just part of the deal. You know, it's, um, don't have the factory ride, so I'm not going to sweat it and just do my best with what I got. I kind of like the privateer program a little bit too, because you know you get the freedom of doing your you're doing your thing. You're not, you know, you're driving. You get to see stuff. You get to just relax, do your thing instead of you know. And of course, it'd be nice to fly, but is what it is. So you definitely get a lot of windshield time. And so after the race, do you you have to come back home and then wash everything? Do you get any training riding kind of in for the week, and then you turn around and go back to the next one? Yeah, so for this one, obviously, I don't plan to do Glendale because it's so far to the west. Um, I didn't even realize how far it was until I looked, but it's, like, really far. So I plan to just come home. Um, just to answer your question, on when it does come to the back-to-back ones, yes, I we leave um, right after the race on Saturday and get on the road and then get home Sunday and get everything cleaned, get rested up, and then train as much as the body really will allow Monday through Wednesday to be back on the road Thursday. So definitely get some training in during the week. Um, it's not just like a idle week or anything like that. We still train and um, try to just keep, keep the body going, keep everything going. Like I said earlier, there's not a ton to gain, which it's very cliche. And everyone says that there's not anything really to gain once or at this point, just maintain. So um, yeah, I'll just, come home get everything cleaned up right away and um get get rested and ready to um get back to it on monday perfect yeah and i think that's something derek and i definitely want to cover this year and highlight is that kind of that privateer journey what it looks like and coming from two guys who appreciate it you see the riders do it but you don't see the people around them what they like you know it'd be great to see how josie handles you know working with you and the people you have helping you and what it looks like for us being at the races. So I think that's something Derek and I definitely want to show. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she, she's in a, she's in a position where it's like, um, we take advantage of everything or every time we do get to hang out because 
it gets to the point, you know, where I've got so much to do and so much going on that it's like, um, really, we only see each other in the evenings because her day's off. I got to do my bike work and train and just everything that goes along with it. Um, but it's nothing, nothing major. I've been doing it for, even when I was, um, my last few years as an amateur, I was doing it all on my own. So, or all the work of everything on my own. So, um, it's nothing new. I've been doing it this way ever since I met her too. So, so just kind of the way it goes. Well, Derek, yeah, you're okay. the you're the you're the better racer of the two of us sitting here. You got any last words of wisdom? No, you get used to that kind of stuff. It's just a it's it's a lifestyle. I mean, you're on the road, mm-hmm. and um, it just becomes normal. So, um, it, it's extremely important to have somebody that backs you behind it. Obviously, um, relationships are an important part of life, but um, if you have somebody that's not backing you, it just makes it that much harder. But with yeah, with a good support system, I mean. Um, it's definitely a lot harder than it seems, and uh, the the whole the whole privateer thing is a is a very complicated style of racing. But uh, like you said, we'd, li- we'd like to show that a lot this year and just give some in depth behind the scenes stuff of what it's actually like. So we're pumped for you. Um, obviously, we're going to be there. We'll be there throughout the whole season. So we're excited to get this thing underway and um, can't wait. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm excited whether it takes, takes all season like it did last year to get in the night show or we get it done this time. Just going to keep, keep working. So no matter what, we'll, we'll be giving it our best. Yeah. Well, we're pumped. Yeah, man. We're excited. We're going to be on the road first thing in the morning as well. And, uh, we're about what, three, three and a half hours behind you. So, um, we're, where we are. So, uh, the old folks are going to stop at some point and probably grab a hotel and then we're going to get to, uh, do do what you're doing. We're going to live the privateer life, and we're going to get to the track sometime on Friday as well and uh, hang out. And uh, Michelle and I have to somehow get a 10-mile run in on Friday. I don't. I guess we're going to take turns at the treadmill at our at our hotel. There so. you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, or just have someone drive 10 miles while the other one runs and then swap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make some, make some ground. I don't know if I want to do that in downtown Detroit in 36 degree weather. Why don't you just pull over to the side yeah. of the road and one of you get out and you can. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll and then, drive up. Yeah. Is what I meant. Yeah. Oh, one of you get out, you follow beside her, and then she can get in and follow beside you, then jump in. It's over with. Well, like I told her, our main focus is we're there for Ryland. Yeah. We'll get our stuff in when we're done dealing with Ryland on Friday. Yeah. So you'll get it figured out. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. It all it all gets done pretty early on Friday. Um, I don't like sitting around being there all day, anyways. I want to get I like getting it done, and getting getting back and resting. So you guys will have plenty of time. Perfect, perfect. But well, I'm sh- I'm sure I'll end up seeing you on the drive. We'll 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 meet up and drive up together. Yeah, so we'll, we'll probably cross over at some point. I'll I'll give you a couple checks as to where you are and where we are, and we'll get it all we'll get it all ironed out. Cool. It'll be fun. I'm a little bit jealous. I'm not going to this one, but it'll be all good. Uh, we're racing this weekend, so but we know you're busy. You got a lot to pack up, a lot to prepare for. So um, I'll let you go do your thing. But it was nice to get you on here for a little bit, little little pregame show. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. Super cool. I'll give Thanks some. I'll give some updates throughout the day. I know, like Trey will be there giving some updates, but um, all of our social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. YouTube, the whole nine yards. Um, while we're racing, I'm, I plan to give some updates while we're while you go. So yeah. Trey will send it down, and we'll 
we'll get it out there so everybody knows what's going on. But um, watch for Ryland. Probably Group C qualifying. Yeah, and, it'll um, definitely be Group C. Yeah, and um, you can watch that live on Race Day Live. And, yeah, it's, it's going to be a blast. I'm excited. Man, yeah, up. like like we said earlier, it'll be early, early in the day rather than what it's been later. So, yep. Well, we're looking forward to uh, seeing what this is all about, and we are excited to support you and and look forward to this journey. So, uh, we don't want to hold you up. We know you got stuff to pack up and uh, probably some laundry to get washed up and cleaned up and ready to roll. <laughs> yep, exactly right. Uh, looking forward to seeing the kit. Is that that's what the kids call it, right? The kit. Yep. We're getting to look forward to see the kit and uh, on Saturday morning and and uh, going through this journey. So, Rylan, thank you for joining us. Derek, you got anything else? Nope, that's it. Uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Well, I won't, but we'll be watching from here, cheering you on. Um, and then, uh, well, like I said, we'll we'll update everybody. So, yeah, cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Have uh, have fun doing the rest of this episode. Yeah, yeah. we'll do. All right, man. All right, bye bye. See ya. Talk to you later, guys. See ya. Well, guys, that was Rylan Munson, our uh, the rider we're we're helping out this year, and Derek and I are going to be at most of the rounds he races, and uh, his first one is this weekend, so going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. But Derek and I need to cover what happened this past weekend because we actually had a dry race with some excitement. Yeah, things a little backwards here. So um, obviously talking about the next week, but um, yeah, going to last week dry round. A2 was did not disappoint. Um, oh. I know how against the triple crowns you are, but I'm sorry. This is probably the best triple crown we've ever had. I cannot lie. I enjoyed this one. It was it was good. I enjoyed it. Three different winners in both classes. Um, futures did not disappoint at all. That was probably the highlight of all the racing. I didn't get to see any of the future stuff, but uh, who ended up winning that? Uh, that was uh, Cole Davies. Okay. Um, and then Gavin Towers, he's actually uh, – from roughly right around Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where we're from. Um, same vicinity, within an hour and a half. Uh, they, those two just absolutely battled it out the entire time, pass after pass after pass. I mean, I, I swear to God, it was probably some of the best racing I've ever seen. How did the Canadian superstar do, Ryder McNabb? I didn't even I, – I watched him a little bit, but I'm not sure how he finished. Because okay. um, I know I, this is his journey. Yeah, I kept the top three in my head, but – um. I the the racing was so good between the top two that you almost lost sight of yeah. what happened in the back of the pack. Awesome, awesome. So. Well, dude, there is a lot to cover here. Let's jump in to the two fifties. We'll just cover two fifties first. Go through all three of them because yeah, it's, it's the easiest way to do it. So two fifties. Levi Kitchen. All of a sudden, he jumps on. I mean, he won this race last year on a on a Yamaha, mm-hmm. but. He won this race this year and literally had pretty consistent scores, a one, two, and a three. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean he he's been doing really well. Um, just even the past two rounds alone, he's really got it together. Yeah, um, he's looked looks really happy, really smooth on the the pro circuit Kawasaki. Um, yeah, he pulled the whole shot, took the win, and like I said, I I think he's really going to be a, a force to be reckoned with this year. Yeah, I I liked what I saw from him. Um, okay, real quick, Joe Shimoda. More problems for Shimoda. Thank God he had two good ones, but he still can't start. 
he's coming like from back of the pack to do this stuff. I mean, he had a a ninth, a third, and a second, but the ninth, I was like, at with two laps to go, he was like twelfth. Yeah, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm thinking at this point, he just needs some confidence. Um, I think all these these spills are really, really weighing on the confidence side for him. And now you know he's new team, new bike, so he's he had to come in with that, and then he you know he's got all these issues on top of that. I think it's really weighing on him at this point. So he's overthinking a lot of things and making a lot of mistakes. And um, hopefully he can turn it around because he's he's a very fast rider, yeah. but he's just not not shining right now. The pressure. I think there was a, a whole bunch of pressure coming in as the replacement for the Lawrences. Yeah, I think there was a lot of pressure on that. I think they are having some start issues because if you look at the factory Honda bikes, they're having start issues. They're not getting great starts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he salvaged he salvaged because I mean the last race he finished second. Like he he salvaged a good weekend. Yeah. But the the man, it's it is it is a battle. What about this French guy, Bourdon, Bourdon, whatever you want to call him. I mean, he has not only finished sixth this round; he finished. He's top five in points. Yeah, good, good ride now to him. They they didn't show him a whole lot the last few rounds. No, um, you know you you heard the name here and there. Uh, I honestly like I've heard of him, but I I didn't pay much attention. And then this round, he he come out swinging on a Bar X Suzuki. Yeah, like he's on on a Suzuki and the, the, everybody makes fun of him but he's running he had an eighth the sixth and an eighth oh I, I watched I was watching the race and I seen that bike I'm like who is that yeah you know it just it, it didn't dawn on me and then and then it did and right before they mentioned his name um I, I hardly remembered his name I remember the the it wasn't a hype about him coming in but I I knew he was coming over um but he's really putting on a show so um, who I, I want to talk about Nate Thrasher. By the way, his interviews, he looks like somebody off the office to me. Little mustache. He, he's just kind of, <laughs> he's just kind of, he's real, real mellow. He doesn't look like the, like last year, really kid-like, you yeah. know, baby face. Yeah. He's not, he doesn't really have that now. No. It's like, a, he grew up in a year. I was listening to the interview and I wasn't watching the TV. I was listening and I look up and I'm like, huh, I did not picture that, like, like he could sit down at a bar, order a beer, and have a conversation about the economy with you. Just kind of like, "Hey, man, what do you think about the lines?" Yeah. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of hype around Thrasher coming into this round. Um, you know, he, he wins last weekend. Um, didn't look too bad in the first main um, race. Two, he, him and Smith got together on the start. Yeah, which kind of really screwed things up for him. Um, I mean, I guess it did, and he still he still plays third overall. Yeah, but um, I don't think the tenth helped though. No, it, it definitely was detrimental to the yeah. night. Um, and then it, Jordan Smith, uh, not to get off the topic of Nate Thrasher, but you know Jordan Smith goes down again. Yeah. Uh, in in the second race, and uh, it's Kitchen. I mean, Kitchen and Hampshire were at each other's throats in in race one. Um, Kitchen just takes the win right at the finish line, and then we reverse roles in in race two. And RJ just takes the win. Yeah, but how about we all get on RJ for RJ things. But how about the veteran with a massively veteran move at the last corner? Oh, yeah. I am going to go as slow as I can. I know you want to turn down. We'll we'll stall here mm-hmm. before I let you turn yep. down. No, and, it, was, it was a good move. And then, like, he held his ground the whole way. Yeah. I You could tell Levi was just fighting. 
And um, RJ did well holding him off. I think that's a lot of the the, the veteran experience, just the race experience in general. Um, he could re- you could tell it was almost like a Cooper Webb. He was really re- he was reading yeah. Kitchen pretty well, um, but he holds him off, takes the win. Uh, and then you know he jumped into to main three and then or heat race three and it um he did it went RJ. downhill he did yeah. RJ things yeah, yeah. Uh, ate a tough block I mean that was a it wasn't a hard wreck but it was a, a pretty cool looking wreck it looked like it looked like it was a lot worse than it was yeah. but um kind of screwed himself pretty hard on that one he he still ended up what, seventh seventh in that in that race yeah yeah um I think he easily could have taken the win had. Had he held it together, but he didn't. So. But, what a, but what a great night for points for him. He gains on Jordan Smith. I know Levi gets the gets the red plate, but so going into their, I guess Glendale will be their next round. It'll be Levi and Jordan with the with the number one or the red plate. Yeah, but only eight points back now is RJ. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a battle till the end. Um, obviously, they don't get the the full seventeen rounds, so it's a little bit harder on the two fifty side. But it's um, – I think it's going to be pretty close this whole – the whole rest of the season for yeah. them. So I'm excited to see how it goes. You know, Thrasher takes the win in, in race three. And I, I do think that, you know, he's what – he's got about 20 points. He's think he's five down from, from the lead right now. What uh, – no, what are not 20 points, sorry. What – um. Yeah, what's Nate got overall? Nate's uh, only got fifty. He's thirty-four down because the first two that's, rounds, that's the right. first yeah, two yeah, rounds, yeah. he bleh. he um, we thought he broke a collarbone or yeah. something in, in the first in round. A one, yeah. yeah, over that table, that little kicker tabletop. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. So that that does put him. I I pretty pretty much think that puts him out of the points yeah. on. Um, when you're that many points down in four fifty, it's doable. Two fifties, it's it's not. But um, the one who took a big points hit was Garrett Marchbanks. Yeah, I he, I love the the helmet or the goggle throw at uh, Hunter Yoder. He 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 is he did not have a good night. I mean, he went six sixteen five for ninth overall, mm-hmm. and the sixteen is what hurt. Um, I mean, but even the sixth and the fifth, I he has shown that he's been better than that. Um. You know, he seventh, third, second, and ninth. Well, maybe the two mud races were his best. Yeah. Maybe maybe on the dry track, he's maybe that's where the heaviness of him comes in. He's still doing really well. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think significantly better than we've really ever seen out of him. Um, he's been with Club MX for a long time. But he also wants to win that title, and right now being 14 points out, that's yeah. going to cause a problem. It is. It's it's going to be hard. Yeah. Um. It's not not impossible right now. There's a still a lot of, a lot of racing left for them. Not near as much as the 450s, but there's a lot of racing left for them. Um. So we'll we'll see what he can do. Um. Actually, like I said, he's looking really well this year. So it's very very possible that he could come out of nowhere. And the way that the way that the top of the pack has been running. Um, I mean, they've been running well, but they've been they've been going down a yeah. lot. So uh, well, we'll see what happens. I got two more riders I want to touch on. One, Phil Phil Nicoletti. You know, he the guy is an old man in this class, mm-hmm. and he had a hold on. He had a fifteenth. Nope, I got that wrong. Sorry, a seventh, a fourth. Dude, he was running so good in the second race. Yeah, he's getting so close to that podium he's yes. never had. Yes. And uh usually something happens. Uh but 
he's he's always been very good. Um, you know, a good mid-pack rider. Yeah. Obviously never a podium guy in his entire career, but outdoors he has a podium. Yes. It's super cross, but yeah. he he's he's getting there more this year than he ever has. Yeah, and he's but then he has he has a 18th in the third moto. And it's like, dude, like a, a seventh and a fourth puts you puts you pretty good. Yeah, his his consistency is always very off. But um, he and Marchbanks they went ninth, ninth and tenth. So yeah. Club MX for all that for those great shows, all of a sudden they're backside. Yeah, but there uh, a lot of guys aren't triple crown guys, so yeah, um, it's it's hard to tell what's what's gonna come once we get some dry tracks that aren't triple crown. We get a normal race. Um, I think he's probably on a pretty good path to get that podium this year. I hope so. I um, hope so. He's just – he puts in his – he's got his rhythms and that he's not breaking that. Yeah. So, so we'll see how it goes. Like I said, the way that the top of the pack keeps putting themselves on the ground, um, I think that puts him in a good position for achieving that podium goal. That's really his only goal. Yep. So. And we need to give a shout-out to Slade Varola, the local team with the California Rider. <laughs> HBI, Very true. Um, but Slade put it in through the LCQ. Yep. I guess at some point during qualifying, did he bust his mouth? Yeah, or something? it looked like a uh, chin area, like the lip. He broke his uh, face open. Yeah. Just put it that way. Had to get some stitches at the track, but he still went out, put it in the LCQ, and um, and got made, points. Made the main event, so it's all that matters. Yeah, got points, and uh, congratulations to HBI for. Getting it in, and that makes two main events for Slade this year, and that's awesome. Um, right now he is 20th in points, which that's huge right now because, yeah. you know, you it's going to be overall, but you want to be in that top 20. So Well, for a guy coming, I mean, yeah, for SMX, that's big, but for a guy coming straight from Futures, um, first year on the 250 Pro-wise, he's – He's doing really well, especially for the the small local team that HBI is. Um, they're they're accomplishing big goals. So. Well, I'll say this: this is my last comment on the 250s. We there is a lot of talk about Joe Shimoda can't put together championship stuff, but when the pressure's off, he starts shining. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got 54 points. He's at, he's 30 points down from the leaders right now. It's not he's not going to win the championship, but we're going to have a week off. Maybe a little regroup. We're going to be indoors at Glendale, so we know the dirt's going to be good. Yeah. Like I said, if I if he can get some confidence, you know, go out and get a win even, um, I think we might see a new Joe if they can figure out the bike. Yeah. Him him and the bike just aren't jiving, and then you got, you got a lot of confidence issues, I, I really believe, with him. Um, if they can get all that worked out. I mean, they're already running out of time to do that. Yeah. But uh, if they can hash those issues out, I think the – the latter part of the season will be a lot a lot brighter for Joe Shimoda. What about anybody else that you want to touch on? No. No, I think that pretty much does it for the 250s. Like I said, good racing. Three different winners, three different races. Um, we got our, our, our local HBI guy in there. Um, hopefully this weekend shines. As, I can't wait to see the, the West or the East Coast. Um, yeah. Well, because we have Hayden Deegan coming. Yeah, it's not so much that, just the the racing in general. We got the purple plate with the yellow numbers. Yeah, that's right, or but whatever color that is. 
It's yellow to me. Some people are calling it green, but it's definitely yellow. It's like grimace and Big Bird on a yeah, or yeah on on a number plate and puke. <laughs> but, but no, it's a, it'll be it'll be fun to see them. Um, hopefully, we get the the action we've been getting from the West Coast, and um, we'll see those guys again in Glendale. I wonder. I wonder if there's any 250 guys that are kind of on the backside of the 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 rankings. I wonder if we'll see any of them pop over and hop into the 450 class. That's what I, I was just going to bring that up. I don't. I haven't heard of anybody going to the 450s just for the yeah, just for the seat time, really. Yeah, because you know it's not going to be any of your factory guys. Not going. No, I, they none can't, of those. They can't take the risks um, for the most part. But I haven't heard anything, so I guess we'll see. This this weekend will tell. Did we get the return of Jerry Mar- Jer- Jerry Jeremy Martin this weekend? I don't. I don't know. Um, he's in the pictures. Okay. Uh, so I want to say yes, but like I said, I thought he was done. Enzo Lopes. Um, I haven't heard of Enzo either. He's on Star. Yeah, but I don't uh, know. You see the pictures of them and the bikes. Yeah. So, um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I have not looked up at, looked at the East Coast lineup yet. Yeah. Um, everything's been too hectic on our end of things. So, uh, I'm anxious to see who's riding and see how everybody's performing. Well, four fifties. I'm going to tip a hat that I don't have on today to the old man veterans for getting it done this weekend. The old men veterans were on it. The Star Yamaha puts it on top. Whew. But um, no, it was good, good racing in the 450s too. Um, also, three different winners. Yeah. Three different races. Um, Jet's got some sexton issues going on by the looks of it. Yeah, I, I, okay, let's go ahead and touch on that. We'll get to the social media stuff and all that, but let's get to this. Jet tried to kill himself the entire race down the right side of the whoops. I mean, he 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 crashed and saved it multiple times until he finally didn't. Yeah. He's a smart, savvy racer. Why did he keep doing that? I mean, he was blazing them things when he when he was on it. Um, but if he got off at all, he was kicking sideways yeah. and everything. So the mentality, maybe like it is that much faster, but you're you're taking risks that you don't need to take. Um, mentally, like you would think he's better. You would think he's better than that. I mean, and he shows that he's better than that. He he makes some very smart decisions, but he wasn't. How about the um, walk off the bike? The first crash when he cut left and he just ran off the bike, and yeah. I'm like. Dude, no one crashes like I, that. <laughs> I, something's get. I I believe there's there's some stuff going on in his head too. Uh, the 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 whole HRC team is having some mental yeah. issues um, this season, and I, there was a huge. You know, they they had their by far their best season last year um, in history, and now it's between the pressure. Um, you know, those those two. The, the Lawrence brothers jumping into the 450 class. I, I don't want to say that that's like a a shock because they they knew they were going there. They've raced these guys before. Yeah. I mean, Jet's on top of the world, so I think that maybe the hype got to him. Now he's having a few issues, and it's really mentally weighing on him pretty hard. And so causing. far, I've been proven right. I I had the question: What happens when he gets in the middle of the pack? Can he work his way through? And so far, he has not been able no. to work his way through the pack. No, he has not. And he is faster. He is faster. He just 
struggles. Now, I will say the last race, I think it was the last one, he uh, was coming until he crashed. Most of the time, he was the fastest rider on the yeah. track. Um, but for some reason, him of all people, he, he's by far the smoothest rider out there. I don't think that there's anybody that can ride as smooth as Jet Lawrence, but collectively, he's not putting it together. Yeah. Um, he's... He's just making mistake after mistake, and I, I think it's really going to be detrimental to his season if he stays on this route. Yeah, it's just it's just not, and I, and I don't know. I mean, when was the last time we had a guy that was so loved three months ago? I mean, loved. Everybody loved him. Now he's getting booed. Yeah, which is mind-blowing to me. Like, I, I'm still a, I mean, a Vince Freeze got booed. Yeah. But so For did, good reasons. But so did. Yeah, so did Jet. Jet. Um you know, that's the the whole social media hype. But it is wild that you hear that because he was the absolute sensation. I mean, he yeah. still is to a lot of people, but he's it, it, it's just the headspace. I mean, you can't be picking fights. You can't, yeah. you can't be as cocky as you have been. I mean, these guys are good that you're racing with. So It's lit a fire. I mean, I will tell you, I believe Jason Anderson said, I now have something to prove. Yeah. I mean, he's and been it, riding good already. I mean, Jason Anderson but is... But now it's working. He's sixth in points, and he has a second, a twelfth, a fifth, and a fourth overall. Yeah. I mean... I mean, it's it's working. He... Whatever that fire is, the, if that's what it took to get Anderson up on the podium, then yeah. that's what it took. But, you know, unfortunate event that he wasn't on the podium this weekend. Um, logistically, we'll put it that way. Yeah. Well, let's run through... Let's run through, because I think there's some great storylines. Cooper Webb. One... I like the gear. I really like the yellow gear. It looked like a it looked like a hazmat suit. Latex gloves. <laughs> I just thought it was I thought it was good looking. Yeah. I, I I like the yellow. I like the I kind of like the fir- the first thing I thought I'm looking at him I'm like that's a hazmat suit. I can, I can go with you on that. That's yeah. good. But how do you Okay, beyond our opposing fashion views, <laughs> how do you feel about his riding this weekend? No, he looked good. Um consistent. He uh you could tell he wanted it. Yeah, he wanted it. Um, he was hungry. Uh, he was. It was. Never didn't even. I mean, this is the difference in the triple crown. Did not take a win. Takes a two-two-five, and still takes the win. Yeah. Um, it shows the the different element of the the triple crown, and it it proves that it's not the first time that a, a non-winner has won a triple crown. So you know, consist- consistency is key. But he was. Um, I think the 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 rider that had the most drive this weekend. Yeah, he he. I mean, he's if you look at his overalls, he's sixth, eleventh, second, and first. He's had dry race six, wet race eleventh, wet race second, dry race first. So he's he's putting it together. He's third in points. He's he is right now. He's in that position. the The silent assassin is ready to assassinate. Yeah. I mean, he's he's only six points out of the lead. And we're going to get to the leader. What about Tomac? Welcome back, Tomac. Yeah, I mean, we can – honestly, the I'm glad to see Tomac got a win. I was going to get to that once you go down through the, the races themselves. Um, so back it up just a little bit. Malcolm Stewart takes qualifying, and that boy looked like I, – I expected big things out of him this yeah. weekend because he was on rails. Mm-hmm. Um doing jumps that a lot of the guys weren't doing and just smooth and consistent. So, you know, I say that Cooper Webb was 
probably the guy that had the most drive for this weekend uh, in the races themselves. But in qualifying, I I would have put my money on on Malcolm. I know it's hard for it's kind of hard for him to keep it together. Um, usually, there's some unfortunate circumstances that that keep him off the podium step. But uh, he's still hunting for that win. But um, he right he now, looked really really good. And right now he's kind of far away. I mean, he did have two top tens this weekend out of the three races. The he went eleven ten nine. So had they had eight more races, he may have yeah gotten a win. If he can just keep it up, I mean, I think there's he's still trying to recover from last season where he had a lot of these issues. Um, you know, he gets it on the podium, and he, he's still driving for that win. He's like another AP. Yeah. And uh, I, I do think it's coming, but he's got to keep that bike on two wheels, and that's usually where he struggles. Can we, since we're on, can we also throw in the other Husqvarna rider, Christian Craig? Dude, I, he's, he is a, this was his kind of track. So my wife and I were talking, we're, you know, we, we're pretty pretty adamant Craig fans because we obviously race with his, his son once in a while. We see them quite a bit. Uh, my wife loves his wife. Um, I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, is it still a recovery process? Is he, just getting seat time, race time? I don't know. Like he's he's got the race experience. Like yeah. it's not like he's a rookie coming into this. He just he is struggling big time. Um, I mean, fourteenth is one of the better positions for him this year. Yeah, but it's not the races within the race. Yeah, the fourteenth was fine, but the race was within the race. At midway through the first race, he was like 21st. Yeah, he's he's never up where he should be. But it, it's also, I don't think it's all him, though, either. Like, the the field is also that stacked. Yeah. So, you know, there's, um, he, he really shined last year when, well, when he could, um, when the field was depleted, you know, just a little bit. And then, like, the year before that, he was, and his last year, 250, was just a, a rock star year. Yeah. So, you, you think, you think coming into 450s, he's, you know, he's a really, really fast guy. I don't want to say he had the hype of Jet Lawrence, but, you know, there's a lot of hype around him when he comes into 450. Well, because he had done so well on his guest appearances yeah. on the 450. And he looked really, really good, but um, I still think he's, there's some issues maybe with the recovery or whatever's going on there, but it, it, there's also some seriously stiff competition. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm yeah. not sure which which is really playing the bigger role there, but something is um, something's off with Christian Craig. And I look up through the results, and I don't like I don't know where he could slot in. Like I, I feel like possibly he's at a level of a Hunter Lawrence, Malcolm, but not. I mean. It's going to be tough for him to get – he's going to have to do more to get up there further. Yeah. Um, so that's a that valid, valid point. Um, Justin Hill, I really thought dry track, jumpy, rhythms. Justin Hill was – hey, we're going to see We're going to see a Justin Hill sighting. And I, a 15th. Yeah, just um, – he's not really putting in the – not really hitting those marks this year. No, no. Um, He's a, a very a veteran of the sport for sure. Um, still got it at, at the age he's going, and, and he's a smooth dude. Yeah, uh, everything about him. He's always always been a, a top tier guy, um, but he's a he's like another Christian Craig level. Is yeah. um, something's not clicking this year. Man, I want to talk about 
Ken, Ken Roxon. Great for, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be fun tonight. This is going to be fun. Ken, podium in the first one. Steadily downhill the oh, rest man. of the way. I mean, the third one, he, he got it. He went ejecto mundo at one point, and it's like, this is over. Yeah, so, well, the race, race three, Anderson clips him on the start, um, which did not help his night at all. No. Um, but he just, uh, he fought back, but he just didn't fight back like yeah. old Kenny does. Um, there's a lot of, there was a lot of talk this year about if, if you're going to put your money on somebody, it needs to be Ken Roxon. I still think, I still think because he's showing the speed. Yeah. It's a, there. On a straight 20 minute main, I think he's, he's, he's okay. Yeah. If we can, um, I think kind of like the Malcolm, if he can stay away from the, the inevitable yeah. crashes and stuff like that, um, Ken's definitely a top five guy. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt about it. Well, you're going to get to see him shine, I believe, at Daytona. I mean, oh yeah, he he did one motocross round last year, and was the second fastest guy on the track. Yeah. And and Daytona, as much as it is a Supercross now, it it's got an outdoor feel. The 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 dirt has an outdoor feel. So he you'll see him mm. shine there. But yeah, as much as we're jumping around, go back to race two. Um, Prado finally on his last race. Finally pulls his whole shot that he that he wanted. Yeah, that was a cluster of a whole shot, though. It was. It was really, really close. I don't know who got what because they were bumping and banging. He and did get the whole shot. Um, but he, he finally gets that whole shot that he wanted, which was great to see. Uh, he, he, I think, like I said, ne- I think last week we talked, we'll see him all next year. Yeah. Um, did he prove? Did he prove it? Did he prove that he can, if he goes this year, does his MXGP, did he prove that he can come in and, and learn it? I I think if oh definitely but I, to answer that question but I think that if he actually dedicates his time to nothing but Supercross, um, he'll come in swinging. Uh, yeah. He for for never really riding Supercross and just jumping into it because he wants to do it. You know a little bit of training, but when you dedicate your your riding yeah. to Supercross, I think he's probably be a a pretty top tier contender. Well, he went twelve eight fifteen for the thing, and and what's crazy is he's. He's leaving. He's leaving. Bye bye. See you later. I did four rounds. He's top ten in points right now. Yeah, like he's he's in it. He's he's in it. And and you finish top ten in points in Supercross, pretty legit. Yeah, and if he didn't if he didn't have other obligations, yeah, um, I don't think he'd be leaving. I, I don't I don't know which one pays more, but um, I think that number one plate pays a lot for those guys. It, if you know you're going to get the number one plate, I would imagine that that's probably the the better option. And he's going to run the number one plate oh, this year. Yeah, he, uh, I did hear. It's not he, just that. I've got yeah, he's going to run it. And, he'll uh, get it back. I heard the other guy that won the 250 class, Adamo, is not running the number one plate because he's a little nervous that he's not going to be able to back it up. Mm. But, but Prado's like, I have that number one plate. Yeah, I got it. So we'll, um, you know, best luck to him. But uh, uh, this is not the last that we're going to see him on the American field. So the at the quote that I I didn't hear many quotes from anything that happened this weekend, but the one quote I did hear from Prado was, "Dude, they asked him what the what he thought of the triple crowns. He goes, I got my ass kicked, but I had a blast. Yeah, I had a blast because like you know he didn't have the best races. I mean he had a top ten and one, and then a twelfth and a fifteenth. But but he he said I had a blast. See, I think I think racing wise, like the triple crown format would be fun. Um, you don't have a lot of not a lot of breaks in between, you know. You're you're still amped up the whole the whole night. Yeah. Uh, it's just race after race after race. So 
get just enough time to rest and catch your breath and you're back out doing it again. So I think from a racer standpoint, like if if I got to race Supercross, I think I'd want to jump into a triple crown. So we're talking about race two and Sexton. He wins the first one, finished the second and the last one. He really screwed his night in the second one. Yeah, that that messed him up pretty good. Um, but he looked good. He he he, he really was, looked good all day. Yeah, he was smooth, consistent. Um, he really hasn't had any big big issues. Um, so you got to give him one. Um, and and I guess when he hopped on this bike, this the KTM, I guess it was not smooth sailing at the beginning, and they have really worked hard to kind of get it. Get the bike to where he wanted it, and know? he's done it now in dry and wet. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, that's that's where you kind of prove like we got something. Yeah, no, it's he's obviously the the top guy. Um, I don't see that changing this year. Yeah. Uh, they're they'll they'll have that bike all dialed in. I think they pretty much have it dialed in at this point. He looks so much better than last year, well, even though he came out with the championship. Yeah. Um. Obviously, he still had his issues, but uh, I think. As they progress here, the the bike will keep getting smoother, and um, he's just gonna look that much smoother on that bike. So, uh, but the Anderson and Webb battling it out was was a good race. Yeah. Um, awesome to see Anderson get the win, despite all the drama that's been happening the the yeah. last week. And he seemed to he, handle it just fine. Yeah, he he's a rough and tough guy. Yeah. I mean. Um, he might say that he's staying out of that stuff, but he never does. He's always in it. Well, his his words his words threw a couple punches this week. Yeah, oh yeah. His, I mean, he may not want to, you know, scuffle, but his words scuffled. Oh yeah, he's he's got a way with words, yeah. and he's not the guy to back down from a fight. So, but no, was, I was happy to see him up there. He's quietly having a decent season. I he's sixth in points, but he's having some good goes. Yeah. He's been on the podium twice. Well, he lost the podium because he got busted uh, for accelerating off the track. Yep. But he would have had the podium. To me, he didn't gain an advantage there. No, nope, um, but the rule is you cannot accelerate. Yeah, and he, I mean, he skipped a whole, a whole section, which there was nobody close to behind him. Yeah. And there was nobody that he caught in front of him. But yeah, rolls are rolls. I actually just, I, we, I just did a TikTok on this this morning about. Um, Webb not doing his interview. Yeah. After um, so is I think it's like uh one point six point one three the rule book. It, it the, I I explained this in the TikTok, but it's very a lot of people don't understand that these guys are obligated to do interviews yeah. when asked. Um, it's a job. These guys race for a living. This is their job. It's like you going to work and um not obeying a, a direct order or yeah. something of that nature. If you're told to do something, you're going to do it. Um, it's the same concept with these guys. They can be penalized if they don't do what they're supposed to do. I know he was sick or, or whatever, but... Is that why he skipped the interview? That's, you know, there's all kinds of rumors about it. I really don't know why he actually skipped it. Yeah. Um, I know he wasn't feeling well, but uh, he did the press conference just fine. Um, maybe... Maybe he was thrown up after the the second race, yeah. but regardless, you have to do that. Even if you got on there and be like, "Yeah, good race," um, you know, I took the win, blah 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 blah. Get off of there, in and out. Um, at least you did it. But the like I said, these guys are obligated, and it's their job to do these interviews. 
the top three have to do the press conference. Um, if they're if they're pulled over to do any kind of interview within that stadium, they have to do it, or there is penalties. And, and we'll go back to Anderson getting penalized, and then there was a hubbub because Hunter did not get penalized. Well, it's very clear. Jason sped up. Hunter did not. Yes. And that's that's the rule. It, as long as you do not accelerate, mm-hmm. you're fine. You yeah. can roll through. You got to coast. You just cannot accelerate. And they're on plywood. You can tell if they accelerate. Oh yeah. You can tell. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not rocket science. And they they watch these guys like hawks. And yeah. there's cameras everywhere. So there's really no getting away with anything. But second moto, I was I was happy to see Anderson get a win. Um, and then Cooper finished second. So it's shaping up like we're like, okay, it's going to be, we're going to have a battle to the end. And we moved to Moto3, and the old man with three kids, or I don't know if he has three now, but he's got two for sure, pops out and... Well. He, he did what he needed to do. Um, the hype that's, the question, not even the hype, the question of can he still do it. Yeah. Um, he did it. He did it with authority, really. Uh Went out, took the, really took the lead early, right off the bat, and then just rode away with it like the normal Tomac that yeah. we, we like to see. And then quietly, we haven't even touched on him yet, the points leader finishes third that moto. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, was he in third or did someone go down and he ended up in third? Jet Jet fell, right? Jet fell. Yeah, because um, Jet was coming. Yeah, Jet went down again. Yeah. Um. AP was looking good though. Yeah, um, I think he was going to get fourth no matter what. Yeah, like like I told you last week, the I think the confidence was going to do him well, and he did. Um, you know, he had a, a few mishaps, but he he rode very very consistently. Yeah, uh, six, four, four and three. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's right there, and you know, usually consistency is what wins these championships. So. Uh, I think he's, well, so far he's, he has he's, in, fourth, he's in a good running to keep it. A fifth, a first, and a third. Yeah. I mean, he. if you want to talk about consistency, this is the Dungy playbook. Mm-hmm. Don't finish outside the top five. Your worst is a fifth, and you just keep plugging away. Yeah, as long as he keeps riding like that, I don't see an absolute problem with it. Yeah, and he has the number one plate, and he has a four-point lead over second. And Sexton, like you said, is the fastest, but he's had a third, a first, an eighth, and a fifth. And and what's going on? Like you mm-hmm. know, and he's fine. I don't think. I is there a worry for Sexton for you? No, no, no. I like from going to a new bike that he. I mean, he's been with Honda for a long time. Yeah, since he was a little kid. Yeah. So for jumping on a new bike, new team. And all the, everything they've been hashing out with that bike to get that, you know, they're just getting it that Honda feel. Yeah. Um, I think he's actually doing better than I expected. I I didn't expect him to even be in the the championship hunt on a new bike. If I'm being a hundred percent honest, but uh, he's there. Well, I think it's pretty cool in the 450 class. After four rounds, the top five are only separated by ten points. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's pretty amazing. Um, Tomac all of a sudden. Jumps back up into the top five in points. Yep. But right behind there. Look at there's this quiet Dylan Ferrandis is still seventh in points. Yeah, and you're not hearing a lot about him. No. Um, but he's he, just quietly having a week, you know. 
You truthfully don't see. I I did see him getting a, a couple little scuffles in some of the races um, this this weekend, but it's still very very quiet. But I think the you know going off the points that it's we said from the beginning it's going to be one for the one for the books and it's shaping up to be that it's anybody's game right now. Well, the average the average yearly winners are five. Well, we're four rounds in and already have four. Does that mean we only have one more guy that's going to win and these guys are going to rotate through? Or are we going to have six, seven winners this year? I think we're going to see some different winners yet. Um, I still think we got Anderson that's going to come up through. Um, does he win a triple crown or is he, can he win a 20-minute main? I think he can win a main. At, at the pace that he's going and the way that he's riding, if he can keep it all together and stay away from people. Yeah. Um on a good collective night, I think that he can do it. And for all the junk that we talk about, Jet Lawrence, he is still fourth. Jet's still going to come back and take another win. Yeah. A- at least one, probably more than one. Um, eventually he's, in my opinion, he's going to snap out of this funk that he's in, um, get his head right again. Well, and is, he, is he 19 or 20? 20, 20, I believe. Yeah. So he just he's just not a teenager anymore, and all of a sudden people don't like you. Yeah. And you're and you're no longer a kid. Yeah, and, and and people don't like you. You've caused some friction. Like, wait a second. I thought everybody liked me. I'm I'm Jet Lawrence. Yeah. And that probably, I know that their story is so intense that they you know he was living on a pool table eating baguettes and that kind of stuff. But all of a sudden he was this darling. He made thirteen million dollars last year, is what they're saying roughly. And all of a sudden, people don't like him. And no matter who you are, being a human is being a human. Mm-hmm. And he's having some rough offs. He's having some bad luck. He's making some weird decisions. At least he hasn't run around with blue lights on his car and tried to pull over people. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he ain't going to get into that. But no, yeah. Know, yeah. Well, I mean, we're just going to leave it there. Hey, but, um, but he's not doing that. No. He's. It's just a a bad spot. I mean, it'll, like I said, he's going to rebound. Yeah. Um, He's still one of the, one if not the fastest guy out there right now. He's he's still that generational talent that. Is it um, generational or generational? How do you guys say it? Whatever they want to say, okay. the generational talent. But he, he's he's still a prodigy. I mean, the, the kid's extremely fast. He's yeah. extremely smooth. Um, there's not many guys that can ride a bike like he can. So, I look I look forward to, and this is really forecasting i have, I actually have a question but i'm looking forward to 2025 motocross championship jet versus prado for the for the outdoor championship be interesting could, could throw down that that will be oh my goodness gracious It'd be interesting but uh, my question is this speaking of the lawrences hunter is up to 11th in points he has had a rough go he didn't make it he had a 10th he's had a 7th and he has 11th what's his what's his ceiling for this year i say top five I don't know. Yeah, I could probably agree with that. I don't think he can win this year, but I think he can get a top five. He's too good. Hunter. Hunter. Is just in a – Hunter has got me in a – and I don't know. Like, that's that's just my answer because I, I don't know. what He's good, and he's not showing that he's good at all. So – it's 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 a weird mixed relationship for me. I can't 
I can't tell if it's just the 450 and um, just not quite jiving yet, uh, the power difference or the headspace or, or what's going on with him. But I, I do believe he can – I think that it, within the next few rounds we're going to see him creep up more and more and more. Um, it's just – like I said, the whole HRC team is is down right now. Yeah. That's kind of what it seems like. And um, I don't know if that if that's going to take a, a team powwow and get them all right back in the right headspace or what. But um, I do see a, a top five. Yeah. Another another name that we missed this weekend, Adam Ciancerillo. Uh had a little injury. Breaks his finger. Um kinda got me confused a little bit on that one. It's just is it sitting to the side or can't just tape it up and go race know. or 'cause he was Freddie Norm's the only rider that competed in all thirty one rounds last year. Mm-hmm. Second on that list I think was Adam only missing three rounds total. Mm-hmm. Um but we're already – he's not having the best of years. He's 12th, 8th, 13th. And I was like, man, he's just going to be consistent this year. I'm sitting on pit lane at Daytona trying to make my picks in between pit stops. And I'm like, where's Adam? Where's Adam? And I don't – I can't research it. I don't have time to research it. I'm like yeah. – and then I'll re- get to rewatch it, and he's out with an injury. And I didn't know if you had heard if it was bad. Am I going to get to I mean, see him this weekend? Yeah, I knew he broke his finger. Um I didn't expect him to not race because of it. Honestly, okay. I you break a finger, you keep riding. I don't know. It's unless he couldn't hang on. Like I say, unless it's literally like it was a, a bad break that um I was missing something on, but I've done it many, many times. You just you tape the things together or you tape you put them in your gloves, you tape the glove glove together and you do what you got to do, but if I guess if you can't bend it, you can't hold on. So what about the is he still a rookie? Justin Cooper. He he he's he's missed a round and he's had an eighth, a fourteenth, and an eighth. Is that good? I think for him it's pretty good. Because um, he was fast qualifier this week. Yeah, he, he he's got a, a full stacked field. Um I I don't think he's a top guy. Okay. I I don't I I don't consider him a, a top top three guy even. He did um, have a fifth and a sixth yeah. in, in See, I, I don't see him as a top three guy at okay. all. Um, he's fast, extremely fast. I, I think he could probably put it together for one okay. if he really had to. Um, I think it would take some guys going down. But I, I don't see him on top. I, I don't even want. I don't want to say I want to see him in a, in a first place position. Um, I can see a podium out of him. Okay. But it's going to take some unfortunate events for somebody else to get him up there. I think um, he qualified fast. Yes, but. It's the keeping it all together for for twenty minutes plus plus two. I mean, it's I don't know. It's pushing it. Who hasn't won that you think will win? You have you have uh, let's see. You have I got Ro- Roxon for sure. Eli, Jason, Roxon, Ferrandis. So I guess. It, Tomac, Tomac didn't win. He he won a, he won yeah, a, yeah he won a whatever a they race. call them main one main three. Um, Tomac's gonna get a win. You think so? For sure. He's got twenty minutes in him. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tomac's a beast. So I I, I see Tomac. Roxon is a, a maybe. Um, 
But if I had to pick one guy, it's going to be Tomac over okay. any, anybody else. So I think I think Anderson gets one. I think Tomac, because he's just still my guy, I think he gets one. Ferrandis is the fourth on the list. Roxon is third on the list for me. But I think if the situation's right, Roxon gets one. I, I, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't, so, it's going to have to be right, but... But I just can't – I cannot imagine Eli not getting one on the last season. No, nah, if I'm putting money on it, it's going to be a Roxon or Tomac if I had to pick two guys. Um, I'm not I'm not going to see Ferrandis up there. Okay. Um, I, top can, top five contender, yes. A win, I'm just – I'm not seeing it. Can Ferrandis get a podium? I could see a podium with the right circumstances. Okay. But um, a win is, is really, really pushing it. As you look, as you look down the list of the 450 riders, anybody that's underperforming for you this year? I mean, we are, we already said Christian Craig. <laughs> well, yes, uh, that's that's the the big one that sticks out for me. Uh, Barsha's not really, is not performing as well as I would expect. Um, still performing, but not not as the typical Barsha. Hey, seventh. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, he's gone seventh, seventeenth, third, thirteenth. Yeah. So he needs to finish eleventh, and then I guess he could win. Yeah. If we go off numbers. Yeah. So I mean, he gets his podium. He typically, usually, he wins one. Yeah. Um. I don't see. I don't see that right now. Um. The he's bouncing all over the place. So the three was the right circumstances, you know. Um. It wasn't a, a consistent top five that I could see him getting a, a win or a podium, but he's um, definitely underperforming to okay. me. He's typically right next to the podium somewhere. Um, he's always within the top five, and he's he's not consistently there this year. Um, Freddie Norn, just he's running the number 22. He's got a 21st, a 20th, a 17th, and a 19th. Is it for him – with this PR, uh, Mad Parts, sorry, Mad Parts, Bubba Polly's team, is it for him just making each round? Like, just get in, survive, because he's not a Supercross guy. No, and he's not a, he's not on the level of these other guys. Um, I, I think 15th, 12th would be a good Yeah, he's a main event guy, Yeah, yeah. but he's not a top-tier main event guy. But is he um, performing at the level you think he should? Because right now he's 20th in points. Yeah, like I said, he's a, he's a main event guy, so I, he's a back of the, main event guy um he's pretty much right where i would right where i would expect especially with the field that he's working with and kyle chisholm is back in 23rd missing two rounds he's only got an 18th and a 17th in two dry races do we are are we seeing the end of our tampa bay boy yeah Yeah. Uh, i figured we already seen the end of him but full full um, test mode coming up testing is i think where his where his heart's at racing I think even when he finally hangs it up, you'll probably see him at a race here and there just to get the feeling back. But uh, full seasons, um, I think it's yeah. it's about to be over. Well, touch on Aaron Plessinger before we get out of here. We're going back to the race that he had the win, and, boy, they showed the, uh, they showed the ejection a couple times during mm-hmm. the coverage. So um, are we – what do we feel about him going back to Detroit? I'd like to see him get redemption. Um, he's he's right there. He's this year looks better than 
last I never would have expected him to be in that position no. last year. So this year it's looking much more favorable. Um, he's got a little more competition to deal with, but um, I think I think he can do it. Is if if he stays on this path and he's clear head, and if he goes in wanting redemption, I, I think he could pull it off. My last thing is is we're four rounds in. I don't remember the last time we were four rounds in. Well, I guess we'll be five rounds in here. We're four rounds in, and we still have the entire top ten here. Yeah. Do you do you remember the last time we had everybody I mean, we, still here? We are down AC, so I don't know if he'll, if he'll be back or not. It's not. He's top ten, so yeah. Um, I could say we're down one, but I I haven't heard if he's yeah going to be out or not, but. No, it's it's been a long time since typically we lose somebody. Yeah, by now. So, we'll see. I mean, it's been this this one, yes. I am not I I did not enjoy San Francisco because it was not even fun race to watch. No. San Diego was fun cuz the track shaped up. Then we go to a Triple Crown, I'm like, oh, I don't even like Triple Crowns, and I'm going to tell you I enjoyed it. I but the problem is I don't think the other ones can live up to that. I think that was the best the Triple Crown's ever looked. Yeah, it's well. I mean, if if we keep the field, it could could be in for a shock. The rest, this could be the the Triple Crown season. You know, um, the one that changes your mind, maybe. But I think, as most of the riders have said, they like the change up, but none of them want to do all of them this way. No. I think it's fun having a little bit uh, a difference. Yeah. You have a mix up. It's kind of like any race series. You. You have some tracks that are soft. You have some tracks that are hard. You have road courses that are short, and you have ovals that are long. And I think having a little bit of change up is, is It'd be good. wild to do a triple crown in, like, a Daytona or an Atlanta. That would be – it'd be rough, but, yeah. you know, fan standpoint, uh, that would be pretty good, yeah. I think. Yeah, so I'm – and I'm trying to think of any other thing that they could throw in a wrinkle, you know, and since they do the 20 minutes could – but I don't know. It's it's so weird to think of trying to change stuff up in the series. But that was round four of 17 or round four of 31, however you word it. <laughs> however you prefer to look at yeah, it. Yeah, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, this was episode 41 of the Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast. We will do everything in our power to be back here Monday to have a full recap of what it was like to be in the privateer pits at a Supercross race. So, it's going to be a, it'll be a little um hectic from here on out. Yeah. But um we'll still put it out every week and get some behind the scenes content and there'll be a lot of a lot of new content that we haven't had before. So, um where we lack on this side, I think we'll make up for it everywhere else. Where is Schaefer Racing racing this weekend? Uh opening round of Dade City oh. Point Series, so we're going to hit the local track and okay. um be a good test on all the bikes and the new bikes. And uh, we got some new suspension from Power Band Racing who came on board with us. Um, so he's taking care of all of our suspension at this point. And, uh, how many uh, how many brotherly battles are we going to have this uh, weekend? Will they be racing against, against one another? This might be the only weekend that they're racing against each other. Um, the e-bike just went online. And it's time to bring the 65 into the world. So... Oh. Um, we actually have an agreement on that. So um, there might be a 65 coming home this weekend. And uh, any bike hopefully out the door would be awesome this weekend too. But um, 
I think there's going to be some brotherly battling going on this weekend. I'm going to try to get some good video of that because it's it'll probably be quite a few years before that happens again. Yeah, yeah. So I I um, I agreed to let him race it this weekend. So honestly, so I can see that uh, it's it's more of a me thing. Um, he did ask me if he could race it, my oldest. So um, get your popcorn. Yeah, we're gonna let it happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna love every minute of it and watch <laughs> that and. Billy got the suspension right for us for that thing so we can race it this weekend and um, let our 60-pound rider on a, a, an MCE5 do his thing. But it, it's going to be fun. Awesome. Well, very good. And welcome back, Date City, to uh, the next the, another series, another season of uh, motocross at the fairgrounds. Yeah, that's it's going to be a fun one. Um like I said, we're going to bounce around some this year, but uh, congratulations to them on their 45th running season. Wow. So. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, he is Derek Schaefer of DBS Custom Fabrication and Handyman Services. I am Trey Heath with Michelle and Trey Real Estate. We are together beyond the curve of the MX podcast, and we will be talking to you weary-eyed next Monday <laughs> for episode 42 covering Detroit. Y'all have a good week. Bye-bye. See ya.